gonna try to project what's gonna happen in the draft. It's a novel idea. I always explain this to Mink. He still doesn't understand how mock drafts work. <laughs> he took my guy! That is, dude! Yeah. Dude, that is Jack, you, A, you knew that was my guy. No! Yes, you did! Here's what I know. You're terrible at putting together mock drafts, and if I'm agreeing with you, now all of a sudden I don't feel good about my mock drafts anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my all, concern. That's what's leading to all your tinkering. That's my concern. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. We are nearing the draft, Garrett. It's not far. It's less than a week away. It's less than a week away. So, with that in mind, another serial draft. <laughs> a different kind of draft. Different kind of draft. A mock draft. I don't know if any of you listeners out there have heard of these things called mock drafts. I've heard that they're popular. I've heard they're popular. I don't know if anybody's looked at them. There's a couple of them out there on the web. You yeah. know, you'll find a couple if you Google it. But well, We think that we are really trendsetters, um, and we really think outside yeah. of the box. We're going to try to project what's going to happen in the draft. It's yeah. a novel idea. That's what we're going to try to do. We're one of the few people out there doing it, but we are the hard hitters. Anyway, what the truth of the matter is we went after Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah and got spurred by both of them. So you got us. This but there week, is still— Which is an upgrade. Yeah, which is an upgrade, obviously. obviously. Um, But there is still potential to get some draft recap. Yes. So with with some, we're going to stop naming guests. (laughs) We're putting ourselves into a corner. (laughs) We're stop naming guests as a definitive Uh, thing. Uh, It's like those guys are busy or something. I know, right? What's Mel Kuyper doing right now? I have no idea. He's waiting for us to call. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So you should be doing. (laughs) Anyway, with that in mind, you know, Garrett and I. We talk a lot of trash to each other about our mock drafts, our seven-round mock drafts. So we've been working on these for a while, and I can't wait to reveal mine. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to read an email. As we always do, you can always email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Yeah, this email comes to us from Jay uh, Robeson, and this came in before the reporter news this week on Friday that Willie Sneed, uh, the Ravens have signed Willie Sneed to a two-year offer sheet, mm-hmm. which means that the Des Bryant possibility is is no more. Here's yeah. the email from Jay. He says, I don't want Des. Big name, big name free agents with huge cap hits are not what we need. To boot, he has an attitude that does not match our style. Be mm-hmm. humble. I don't think he Good. is. Play hard, even when you don't have the ball, but he doesn't. Be accountable. He's not. Um, he says, draft a rookie and sign a different cap casualty and leave him be. Uh, the only reason he's even mentioned right now is because he's the best, quote, available receiver. Uh, but he doesn't think that he fits the Ravens mantra. That's Jay. And he says, in Ozzy, we trust. So uh, thank you for the email, Jay. And as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Now, look, both of us have said that we liked the Des Bryant idea. Yes. We both yes. liked it. I think, you know, you watch that guy play, and I look at him, and I think that he does play like a Raven in a lot of ways. I mean, yes. You watch him. Well, uh, I don't know that he's not. He, I don't know he's that he's contesting the, that he plays like a Raven. I think he's saying doesn't Raven. Ra- yeah, is he a Raven all the way around? Yeah, which uh, actually I I think he's fine in both, that regard too. Yeah, um, but <laughs> re- regardless, um, it's kind of a moot point because the Ravens have gone a different direction reportedly. Uh, yeah. The Saints have five days to match the offer of Willis Need, but you know the thing with Dez, we said it all along, is that it depended where he wanted to go, and I think that he's made it clear that his interest was staying in the NFC, particularly in the NFC East. Um, now, at this point of recording, there haven't been any suitors, but it's, he's making it pretty obvious that he would like to be in New York with Odell Beckham Jr. They're working out together. He's talked about playing 
playing there. Um, he seems to be willing to take just about anything to go have a chance to play there it's and crazy. go face it's like the I Cowboys said in If your number one priority on his list is is facing the Dallas Cowboys, then it is what it is, and the Ravens don't have much to offer in that regard. Yep. And it seems like that might be his top priority. Yeah. So um, that game, whenever that happens, is going to be fun to watch. That's going to be blood and guts everywhere, just like Steve <laughs> right, right. here a few years ago. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the latest on the wide receiver front, but. Certainly, the Ravens could still add a wide receiver in this year's draft, I believe. Do you have one projected in your seven-round mock? Well, that's what we're going to get to. So before we get into those mock drafts, I want to make sure people know about the Duncan go-to promotion that they're running. Here's the deal with that, Ryan. Uh, basically, you can get two breakfast sandwiches for 2 3 or $5. So basically, you get me my two sandwiches. Uh, American <laughs> runs on Duncan, as you know. You can get two egg and cheese wake-up wrap sandwiches for $2, two egg and cheese English muffins, for $3 or two bacon, egg, and cheese croissants. Which one are you going with? For $5. Which one are you going with? Oh, I'm going to two bacon, egg, and cheese croissants. Oh, yeah. Croissants, two bacon, definitely. egg, and cheese croissants. For the extra dollar to upgrade to the croissant? Yeah, I got to get the so. go big boy. Yeah. So anyway, just as a frame of reference, Ryan and I have done the seven-round mock drafts yep. uh, every year that the two of us have worked here. Um, and we've had, you know... You know, mixed success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mink's claim to fame is hitting Keith Winning in the sixth round. Well, and Jermaine Illuminor last you did year. Hit, you did hit Jermaine Illuminor last year. On the head. My claim to fame is that I nailed Maddie LaMartha Brown. And again, I always explain this to Mink. He still doesn't understand how mock drafts work. What I'm doing is predicting who I think the Ravens Look. will take. So anyway, we'll try to, over the course of this podcast, we'll try to explain what a mock draft is to Mink. Uh, also, <laughs> I was kind of forced into a hole here because, into a bind, because I was still kind of trying to tinker. You've, you've taken on my uh, persona here as the tinkerer. Right, you've been all over the map because we discussed this. Oh, I'm going to go with so and so in the first round. Oh, I'm so, you've been all over the place. You're starting to sound like me, I, I, and that worries me. I, it should I, worry you. I, I am, but as I really sat down and hammered out this mock draft today, I feel really good about it. No, you and don't. I do. No, I, I do. You and don't. I think it. No, it, you don't. And it, it it makes a lot of sense the way that I went. So uh, with that said, I already see one terrible pick on there. That's definitely not going to happen. You want to go ahead and kick it off? Sure. Round one, number sixteen. Round one, number sixteen. I'm going. I'm going out on a limb. I'm getting wild at this pick. Uh-huh. Nobody's talking about this. I'm going with the wide receiver from Alabama, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Getting How'd crazy. you come up with that one? <laughs> and here's the thing, and that that's almost exactly my point. Okay, is that every for some reason it's like it's like the Marlon Humphrey pick last year, right? Everybody should have seen Marlon Humphrey coming. It was the athletic. You know, good size cornerback out of Alabama, right? Defensive guy out of Alabama that Ozzy loves. You're like, cornerback was a huge need. Here it is, top one of the top guys from Ozzy school. What the hell did I miss? Right. Same deal. The Ravens need a wide receiver. He's the top wide receiver, arguably. I know. Right. Some people think DJ Moore is. He's the top guy. He's great route runner. Right. Flashes to get open. That's what the Ravens need a route runner. Right. Yeah. Can make big plays. Did it all throughout college. What's the, what am I missing? And from Alabama. Yeah, right, from Alabama. Right. comes from a pro system. Nick Saban gushes about him, right? Uh-huh. So, like to me, it's a case of this guy was in the pre-draft, early draft talk was a top ten pick. You know, the Bears number nine. Should the Ravens go up and get him? I think I even remember you saying, "Oh yeah, Ravens should trade up and get get this guy." Yep. Go trade up and get Calvin Ridley. Now, all of a sudden. Just because 
DJ Moore blew the doors off his pro day and, and had a good combine and all this, all this stuff. For some reason, like, Calvin Ridley's just not as sexy anymore mm-hmm. because he's not uh, Amari Cooper. He's not Nate. Julio Jones, right? He's not Julio Jones, right? But he's still the top wide receiver. You need a wide receiver really bad, and he's really good. So, to me, all the, the, uh, the lack of hype about this guy is what enables him to drop down to the Ravens at number 16. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. I'm going to go also wide receiver, but the other one. I'm going to go DJ Moore. Interesting. And Interesting. Here, and here's the thing. In, in, in our mock draft, uh, we don't try to predict trades because then you can just go a million different ways with it. I will admittedly say that I think that DJ Moore at 16 is probably unlikely. I do think that the Ravens do try to trade back. Now, they have to have a partner there. I think that DJ Moore is the player, but I don't necessarily think that it's at 16. But for all intents and purposes of our mock draft, we got to stay at 16. So that's why I'm taking him at 16. I I mean, I don't hate the pick. And, And to be honest, I don't even hate the pick at 16. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are saying that he could go 19. Some people now are saying that that some evaluators have DJ Moore ahead of Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Right? Other people are saying, well, maybe Ridley goes at 15-16 and DJ Moore goes at 19 to the Cowboys. Yeah. Who cares? It's three picks later. I don't think, let's say if DJ Moore in five years is, is a stud, you're not going to be like, wow, dang, they could have gotten him two picks later and right. got value. Just take the guy if you think he's the better guy. Well, also you got to go back to what... Eric Tacasa and Joe Ortiz have said many times throughout this offseason, which is that the league is valuing wide receivers higher yeah. now and that the Ravens have taken notice of that. And so maybe in pre- you know, in past years you may say, well, that's a guy you could get at the back of the first round just because he's a wide receiver and by nature that there's not a ton of first-round wide receivers, he could go a little bit higher. So if you take him yeah. at 16 and you just don't even risk it, I don't think that's a bad move. No, I agree with you. And, and I think that the Ravens have uh, shown interest in him, mm-hmm. I, I think that there. It, it's been interesting with DJ Moore. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about him with the Ravens and all this stuff. And Calvin Ridley has been really quiet. Yeah, that makes me kind of wonder. Are you already flip flopping? No, no. It makes me wonder. The Ravens just lying in the weeds on Calvin Ridley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, according to reports, don't even bring him in for a visit. All this stuff. It's like. I think they got enough information on the Alabama wide receiver oh, yeah. from Nick Saban. Already starting to flip-flop. All right, let's no, go to the I'm second. not flip-flopping. Let's, I'm strong on Ridley. Let's already go to the second round here. Uh, I'll go. I'll kick this off. I'm going to go, and I've been saying this, you know, kind of beating this drum for a while. Yeah. I'm taking the tight end out of Penn State, Mike Gusecki. The Ravens need a pass-catching tight end. Might be the biggest need on the roster that still exists right now. I think that Secchi's a really good player if he's there at number 52. I think there's a little bit of a risk whether he's there at 52. I'm not convinced that he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that some of the top tight ends, Dallas Goddard will be gone. Hayden Hurst will be gone. Yep. Um, so Gusecki, talented, uber-athletic. Uh, really, really like him. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I debated that one myself. I think a second-round tight end, you, you that could definitely be in the cards, whether it be a Gusecki, maybe it's a Mark Andrews, maybe that's a little high for him. Um, you know, maybe he's one of those other guys slides. Goddard yeah. slides a little bit. It's going to be interesting. I don't know how how high these tight ends are really regarded, generally speaking. Hayden Hurst, I think, will probably be the first guy off the board. And to me, Hayden Hurst is a potential trade-back option yeah. in, in round one. That kind of goes with my trade-back, you yeah. know, DJ Moore, Hayden yep. Hurst, right? That's the yeah, same I category. Think if, you, if the Ravens are trade-back and get behind Dallas, let's say, I think they could take Hayden Hurst. Anyway, uh, for my second-round pick, this is another familiar name. Okay. Uh-huh. Remember, remember uh, a couple months ago when all the mock drafts, you know, it was either Calvin Ridley or Orlando Brown. I'm getting them both. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going the big old tackle, Orlando Brown out of Oklahoma. 
Second round, number 52. And this is a classic Ravens pick, right? The Ravens value the tape over the numbers. Same thing with Ridley, right? Oh, his combine was a little bit disappointing, right? You know what they value? The tape. And Orlando Brown's tape is excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes, he, he came out and had a terrible combine performance. Improved a little bit on it at his pro day. Uh, but the Ravens are a team that just wants a football player. And so they're going to get a bargain in the second round on Orlando Brown just because of that combine. Uh, plug him. He could be a plug-and-play right tackle. Or, or you know what, if he's not ready, if it's a little young physically, whatever, he can sit behind Hurst for a little bit and then ease his way in. Here's a question with Orlando Brown. I mean, his combine was historically bad. It was bad. It was historically bad. It was bad. very bad. Um, so my question is how bad that hurts him, and I think that it, it's, nobody really is expecting him to be a first-round pick anymore. Does he go not later maybe. than the second? Does he go third? Does he... I don't think it's that bad. I, I mean, I still think the tape pretty much – you know, I think most evaluators put more stock in the tape than they do the combine. So a full round is pretty good. And his coaches and everybody at Oklahoma say this guy loves football. Yeah. Like the question, the, the alarm from the combine is, does he not take it seriously enough to even train to have yeah. a decent combine performance? According to his coaches and everybody, this dude lives and breathes, eats football. His so, dad instilled it in him. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, I go back to a conversation I had with Daniel Jeremiah at the Combine about well, Orlando I Brown. I we're not going to speak Daniel Jeremiah's name. <laughs> right. snubbed it. You know, he speak. said at the Combine, when you watch Orlando Brown's tape, uh, it's not great technique-wise, but he's so dang big that he is basically just a wall. And I guess whatever way you right. get it done, you can get it done. Coach that, him up! But that the physical domination is not going to be as... You know, he's not going to be able to lean on that as heavily at the NFL level as he was at the college level where you're just so much bigger than people. Anyway, I'm just saying, I don't hate the pick. Uh, I don't know that he's going to go in the second round. I think he could fall later than that. I think he may have reached there. Anyway, um, let's keep it moving. Third round here. Okay. All right. I'm going with the offensive tackle out of Louisville. I'm addressing See, the tackle this here. Is, this is, they're talking about this guy as a second, possible late first. Jerron Christian. They're talking about him as a possible late first. Yeah, but here's the thing with the these third. offensive tackles. Here's the thing with these offensive tackles. And here's what I debated. I debated Brian O'Neill here in the third round. And if you remember back at the start of this whole process, he was the guy who was most most likely to be taken oh, by the, the Ravens at 16 guy. out of pit. The pit guy. And now he's not even mentioned as a first-round option. There's there's no consensus on these tackles. Uh, Jerron Christian has – he's a little bit – he's a little bit raw he did he did play three years and start three years at louisville but the analysts basically feel like in, when you look at his tape he is in a similar way to orlando brown kind of relies on his size he's huge six foot six 320 yeah. pounds and big so athletic right he yeah. kind of the big athletic guy that relies on his size not as quite polished technique wise maybe that drops him down to the third round and that's where you know you, you want to talk about bargain hunting you want to talk I about bargain hate, hunting. I, I don't hate the player, but there's no way that he's there. The third bargain round. hunting, that's what I do. There's no way. <laughs> All right, my pick. I'm going to get my tight end here. So this is kind of interesting. You and I have the same three positions, just in a different order in the yeah. second third round. But I'm going tight end Ian Thomas out of Indiana. Uh, this is a Baltimore kid. Th- went to high school at, I think it's... Digital Harbor. Digital Harbor, that's right. Stones throw away from MT Bank Stadium. Grew up a Ravens fan. Very athletic player. I mean, he kind of just scratched the surface of his ability. Um, and you know what else I like about him and this pick is that he can block a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I get that the Ravens need a receiving tight end, and we all think about Dennis Pitta and all that stuff, and Pitta could be split out wide. But Pitta was 
Pitta could block a little bit. And you know who the Emphasis Ra- on a little bit. A little bit. And you know who the Ravens took before they took Dennis Pitta? Ed Dixon. Yeah. Right? That's more of the, the, the Ravens kind of tight end, right? Because of all the stuff they do in the run game, Greg Roman schemes, he uses those guys a lot. I don't think that... He, I don't think the ideal is such a one-dimensional tight end. That's why I think they like Hayden Hurst a little bit, and he could be a potential first-round tradeback target because he blocks. Yeah. That's why somebody like Gasicki, some of these guys that are just pure, don't want to block, pure receiving guys, I'm not so sure that's the Ravens' cup of tea. So that's why I like Ian Thomas. Big, a lot of potential there. He kind of reminds me of Eddie D, you Uh know, but with better hands. Not as many drops. (laughs) Not Eddie drops. But Ed Ed, Ed Dixon's had a long career, so, you know, it wasn't a bad pick. Yeah. I really, I, I, at the combine, Ian Thomas was there. Yeah. Uh, he's got a good story. He's again, you said Baltimore kid. Yeah, um, that tough would be, upbringing. It's yeah. kind of the Ravens story. Man. Yeah, they overcome I, a lot. Yeah, there's people that think he might go in the second round though. There are people that think it, I might be a little bit late on Ian Thomas. Yes, yeah, yeah. but might. not as bad as your Gerard Christian. Neither that's, of us, that's not even close. Neither of us may get our guy. All right, <laughs> now, now round four. This is the third yeah. day here. Um, this, this one is in my pick here. I acknowledge that he could be gone if people fall in love with the story. Oh, here we go. Yep, but here we go. But. Earlier in this process, everyone thought he was a potential undrafted or fifth, sixth, seventh round guy. I don't think guy. he's going to be gone. I think you're in a fine range on this one. Yeah, I'm taking Shaquem Griffin, the linebacker from UCF. Uh, blew up the combine. If you guys remember, he's got one hand. Uh, he ran a 4-3 something at the combine. He put up 20 bench, 22 or 20 bench press reps with one hand. He used the prosthetic to lift How the bench. How many can you do with two hands? Uh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> yeah. At 225, zero. Um, just an incredible story. Uh, really likable guy. And I've, you know, he's an, he's kind of this new breed linebacker. I sort of could see him in the Ravens defense playing a similar role to what Anthony Levine does. I think he could be an immediate impact player on special teams. Uh, he can play there next to C.J. Mosley. He could be on passing downs on the field because he's got speed. I I mean, here's the thing about him. He would be a linebacker, but he would be one of the probably three fastest players on the team. You know, like when you really think about it, 4-3. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. So, was incredible. so he would be one of the fastest players on the team. She's unreal. Um, and I, I mean, I like him. Great motor. I mean, he's a Ravens kind of kid. Yeah. But he, he's also a every every team fell in love. Everybody in the whole country fell in love with this kid. That so. was That's what makes me nervous. I think fourth round, though, that's kind of the sweet spot where he could be there. Both of us, by the way, in our first three picks, don't take any defensive players. It's so it's time to get a defensive player on the board for me. Do you go defense or are you just going oh, all no, offense? No, I'm going all offense. <laughs> okay. I'm pushing all chips in the center of the You're board. You're an idiot. And I'm going, I'm going with another wide receiver. I'm doubling down. We need help. You got, like Eric DeCosta said, you got to fire some shots, right? And I'm not just stopping at the first round. I'm firing another shot in the fourth round with another great kid. Okay, this is a, this guy is going to be a red star guy on the Ravens board. Uh-huh. Okay, this is wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. Really good player, productive. Just all the coaches, scouts, everybody glows about this kid, his personality-wise. A leader, just a great, great kid. Uh, blew it up in, at the East-West Shrine game, then came back, blew it up in Mobile. Was one of the best wide receivers there. We all know the Ravens like their Mobile guys, their seniors, especially guys who perform well there. So I think Deshaun Hamilton could be the pick. So here's what I'll say about this. And I feel like we're agreeing with each other a lot, which is really bad, which is, the, which yeah, is a bad is, sign. Because, makes it less fun. Which 
you're terrible at this mock draft. I mean, you're terrible. And you're becoming a tinkerer. Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> here's what I know. Here's what I know. You're terrible about at putting together mock drafts. And if I'm agreeing with you, now all of a sudden I don't feel good about my mock draft anymore. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my concern. That's what's leading to all your tinkering. That's my concern. <laughs> um, when you start saying good pick, I know I'm in trouble. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I think that Deshaun Hamilton could become a Raven. Yeah. I could think he could become a Raven at that spot, right in those middle rounds. But they're not going to take... They're not going to take Calvin Ridley and Deshaun Hamilton. They're not going to take both of those oh, guys. I think, they could. I think what would be more likely with Deshaun Hamilton is if they address other positions, and then he can maybe be a third-round pick. That's I, I don't disagree with that. And we're going to talk about some other things. Or, or fourth round. If they strike out on wide receiver in the first think, three rounds, and then they're like, all right, we got to get one in the fourth. I, I, think, I also think that you, these guys could be a little bit late. You, you could be a little bit late on your projections. Possible. I think Deshaun, Deshaun Hamilton would be a really interesting position if the Ravens were to dress the quarterback spot early with like a Lamar Jackson then you come back with a Deshaun Hamilton. Anyway, I would agree with that. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson here's, here. Here's one thing. Let me just stop us right now. Neither of us have a quarterback as you just mentioned. Yet. 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 Me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, round five. Yeah. Who you got? I'm taking a center. If you took my guy, I'm going to... I'm taking Mason Cole from Michigan. No! Yeah. You took my guy! That is... Dude! <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is Jack... You, A, you knew that was my guy. No. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. No you idea. You 100% knew that was my guy. No. I claimed, claimed to Mason Cole. I don't believe... I don't remember that dude, at all. Dude, you are a liar. <laughs> I don't remember that you at are all. You a liar. Don't remember that at oh, all. Oh, this... You just ruined the whole thing. I don't remember that. You at can't all. steal my guys. This is exactly what you did. The same exact thing. Who is it? This is uh, Matt Judon all over again. Hey, look. this is Judon all over again. But this time, I'm not. I'm not going to back down. I'm sticking with my boy Mason Cole, who I've been on since the start. Look. I don't. You here's the thing with you and your guys. You, you talk about how you're going to take all these different guys. You throw out probably thirty to forty names and say, "This is, I could I could no. draft this guy. This is my dark horse candidate. This is somebody that I really like. I can see the Ravens." I've been now. on Mason Cole from the get go. Yeah, but you've been and that way from and the, I was on Frank. Uh, Ryan Ragnow? Yeah. I was from, on Frank Ragnow for he, a little bit. Yeah. But, but he's going to be like probably a second round pick. Yeah. My mid round center I made clear to you was Mason Cole. He plays. You probably don't even know anything about him, do you? Yeah, went to Michigan. Yeah, exactly. See, you just stole my pick. No, but he, he plays everywhere. Tackle. He he's played, played tackle. tackle. Yeah. He's played center. He's played guard. Guys never missed a start in his career. I mean, it's a ridiculous. I think it's thirty-nine straight yep. starts. Four-year starter. He was a four-year starter. Played all over the place. Again, like you said, I'll, I'll coach you up on him. A little bit, little bit lean. A little bit lean. But he's he's tall. Uh, maybe pack on some weight. He you know, could be somebody that could potentially be maybe not plug and play at center, but give him a year to develop. You know who you know who uh, his draft comparison is on NFL.com according to Lance Erline. Is it uh, Ryan Jensen? Ryan Jensen. <laughs> hey, well, Ryan Jensen just got paid. I so. can't believe you seriously just stole my pick. Hey, look. I am not happy about that. We'll see if you steal any more of my picks here uh, as we continue. It's Round funny that we six. both had him in the same exact spot too. You must have been looking over my shoulder. You must have been looking over my shoulder. Round six. We'll see if you stole one of my guys. I'm taking a quarterback here. No. Okay. Good. Finally, uh, Riley Ferguson. That is Memphis. your boy. I, I've said this multiple times. And look, is Riley Ferguson somebody who could come in here and really, I mean, ch- even challenge for the backup job? I mean, he would be competing for a backup job. But I don't even think he would necessarily be guaranteed to make the team. Um, but I, he's he's got a prototypical size, six foot four. He started his career at Tennessee. Uh, then he ended up 
finishing at Memphis, uh, had a really good season last year. So he's a developmental prospect, kind of in the mold of a Joe Flacco, traditional drop back passer. I think that that's an option if the Ravens don't address it early. Okay. Uh, I'll get to the quarterback. Well, actually, I'll just jump in. Also in the sixth round, but the sec- Ravens' second sixth round pick, yeah. I have a quarterback. Okay. Kurt Bankert from Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, big arm, big arm, a little bit more mobile than your boy Riley Ferguson. Uh-huh. Really good senior bowl performance in the game. I mean, he made one throw, rolling to his left. It was a pretty nasty throw. Uh, so he's got a little mobility, big arm. Once again, like like you said, I think he's somebody that competes for the backup job. Potentially, if he doesn't make it, you could maybe sneak him onto the practice squad mm-hmm. for a year. Let's not forget, RG3 is on a one-year deal. Yeah. Right? So the Ravens could be looking for a backup quarterback next year as well. And I think Bankert has more upside than your boy Riley Ferguson. I mean, his arm is legit. Uh-huh. Accuracy is a little bit of a problem. Question, Decision-making a little bit of a problem. Yeah. We can coach that up. We can coach that up. Okay, uh-huh. that's what the P-Squad's for. Make their decisions. <laughs> so so I, I think Ben Kirk could be the pick. This is this is the equivalent of my quarterback pick from what's Keith Wedding. Keith this Wang. is my Keith Wedding pick, yeah. which I hit in the sixth round. I'm going to hit Kurt Benkert, too. We'll, we'll see about that. Okay, but but to go back, okay, yeah. the Ravens' first sixth-round pick, because I was talking about their comp pick at 215, at 190, where you have Riley Ferguson, I went with my inside linebacker, my coverage inside linebacker, Sky Moore, out of South Carolina. Okay. This guy, neck injury last year, but this dude was legit. I mean, a playmaker all over the field. Little undersized, undersized inside linebacker. You ever heard that before? Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, little undersized inside linebacker. But we don't care. We, we usually get care. A, we get those guys undrafted, though. You're jumping the gun. Well, I'm talking about Ray Lewis first round. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, little undersized inside linebacker. We don't care. We don't care. We'll take Sky Moore. Uh, athletic dude. Can fly all over the field. Playmaker has a nose for the football. Good football motor. Good intelligence. Good instincts. I like Sky more. All right. Uh, my second six-round pick, the number two fifteen pick. I'm taking a defensive tackle. They're going to draft a defensive lineman at some point this year. This and is he, one of my regrets on mine. I don't have a defensive. They lineman. always draft a defensive lineman. It's one of my. Uh, I go back to uh, the 2012 draft. At the, the seventh round, they take my guy, D'Angelo Tyson, and Ozzy <laughs> says his, his great quote about him at the end of the thing was. You can never have too many defensive linemen. So uh, <laughs> they're always going to take a defensive lineman. Um, anyway, I'm taking Puna Ford from Texas. Six foot, 305 pounds. So he's not tall, but he's stout. He's a bowling ball yeah. of a guy. Um, hard to move. He played at a big school. Had some decent production there. Um, if he's there in the late rounds, I think that he would be somebody that the Ravens go ahead and take. I don't hate that pick. Round. Yeah. I don't hate that pick. Yeah, I, I do... I do regret not having a defensive lineman. But so, all right, so who's your seventh rounder then? Well, I'm taking, well, I'm taking a wide receiver again. Oh, this is where you circle back. I was going to say, I was like, what, what did I take that you don't have? Yeah. Since? Okay. Well, I come back to wide receiver. You took a linebacker where I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because right, if right. we haven't seen a linebacker, we'll just find somebody who's undrafted and make hey, him a pro. You took a linebacker. No, oh, that's true. I, t- I, I, I just look at you. You don't even know you're a player. You know, you know the thing with Shaquem Griffin, I just, I don't necessarily see him as like a true just put next to C.J. Mosley guy. You know, even though he could be. Sky Moore might be in a similar mode. That's true. Anyway, I take a wide receiver, and I take Kadri Henderson out of Pitt. That's a terrible pick. And here's the thing. He's not just a wide receiver. Really, this is a return job. 
He's your he's You your always draft a returner in the I always, I always, the Ravens. Hey, look, they did it with Michael Campanero. They did it. And he's been on the team for the last four years, and now they have an opening there. This is a bad pick, though. He's had seven return touchdowns in his career at Pitt. He was an All-American returner. They need somebody there. They don't, who, who's going to return kicks and punts this year? This is a bad pick. Who's going to return kicks and punts? My boy, uh, Deshaun. No, that's not his role at all. He's, a big, he's not a returner at <laughs> well, all. Well, Chris Moore's going to return kicks. Yeah. We'll find a punt returner. It'll be, it'll be Kadri Henderson out of Pitt, uh, seventh-round pick. No, that's not who it's going to be. Uh, you forgot in a very another important position where you can't have enough players, and Corner? that's cornerback. Okay? Yeah. You don't have a corner on your list. Not one. I don't, and, and the reason— That's bad. The reason being the Ravens have plenty of them this year. They've got plenty of them. They've got— yeah, all coming off injuries. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> they need more. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't need any more corners. They've got plenty they need of another them. corner. They need another corner. Round seven, pick two hundred and thirty-eight. The Baltimore Ravens select <laughs> cornerback Amari Coleman, Central Michigan. Nah, that's a bad one. <laughs> that's a good that's pick. That's a bad one. That's <laughs> a bad pick. No, he's a little undersized. Okay, he's a little undersized. They've already Pro- got that guy in Tavon Young. Probably playing in the slot, but you know, he, he was a he was a ball player. He's got a nose for the football. He's gritty. He's gritty. I you, like him. You're just trying to convince yourself with this pick. You don't no, even this believe this one. Pick. You don't this even is, believe this, this one. This is a great pick. This is a great pick. All right. So, what's your What's your biggest? What's Which pick do you love, or what do you love about your mock, and what's your biggest regret about your mock? Okay. Well, no regrets. Um, <laughs> here, here's what I would say that I struggle with the most. Uh, I mentioned the Brian O'Neill. I, I think that if he's a third round guy, and I, I do have some concern about Jerron Christian being there, the offensive tackle from Louisville in the third be round. There. Um, but I, I thought Brian O'Neill could be a good pick there. I also really wanted to find a way to get Billy Price into my mock. Yeah. He's a center from Ohio State who many people, kind of far and away the best center, um, was likely going to be a first-round pick, then has the pec injury during the bench press at the combine. That basically sidelines him from working out the entire offseason. Um, so that's going to hurt his draft stock a little bit. I thought he could be there in the second round, but I just if I don't take that pass-catching tight end in the first round, which I didn't, I can't see them not taking somebody there. Yeah. I couldn't find a way for, for Price. And then the last thing is is the quarterback. Let's talk about the quarterback real quick. Yeah. Uh, because this is a position we've always spent a lot of time talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought long and hard about Lamar Jackson at 16. I think he's going to be there. I think he's a really intriguing player. That would be a jolt of energy. Dude, you just don't have the backbone to do it. You're too soft. You're too weak. I just step up. I'm not just, just, I'm just not man up and do it if you I, want to do it. I wasn't sold that I'm not sold that the Ravens are going to do that. So I went with a player no, that I thought was just, more likely. No, you just don't have the nerve to do it. No, but why didn't you do it? Because you were talking about a game. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I you do, don't? I, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I do. Uh, I wouldn't hate the pick if it happened. It would be exciting. I'll tell you, this offense uh, would get a lot more exciting to watch. Well, down the road. Down the road. Yes. Um, but I also agree with you on the quarterback that that's one I struggle with. And I originally, I, I wanted to get Kyle Lawletta in there. From Richmond. From Richmond. I thought, I think that there's a possibility, but I, here's what I think is going to happen at quarterback. If the Ravens don't take one in the first round, which I think is unlikely, uh, or more unlikely than not, let's say, okay, then I think some of those mid-round guys are going to get pushed up because there's going to be a, there's going to be a run on quarterbacks. There's four or five in the first round. Six, maybe. Maybe Mason Rudolph. Right, exactly. There could be six. Then I think some of these guys like a Lawletta, um, like a Mike White, 
like a Chris Falk or mm-hmm. Luke, Chris, Falk. Luke Falk. I think those guys are going to get pushed up a little higher than maybe they should. Uh, specifically, Lawletta's getting a, a decent amount of buzz right now with the Patriots. They could take them in the second round. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ravens, if they don't take a quarterback in the first round, then the ceiling is that they're going to take one in the third. Yeah. But I think that it's never – since quarterbacks are going to get pushed up, I think the Ravens are in a position right now where they'll reach for a wide receiver a little bit. I don't think they're going to in reach mode for a, for a quarterback, and I think that they would have to if they wanted to. Right. Now, the, again, I just – I went back and forth on Lamar Jackson, and that's the one that – I think that – I guess I, I see it happening at 16. I see it being a, a quarterback at 16 – Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph, um, and I, I would lean so towards, and I would lean towards obviously Lamar Jackson. Um, but I would be shocked if it were Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but if they don't do that, I guess I just I don't see one in the second. I don't see one in the third because I think that they want to use that position to put that those spots to get guys who could be immediate impact players, and that's a really sweet spot. It's a really sweet spot for the positions that they need: tight end, yep. wide receiver, potentially running back. <clears throat> Neither of us took a running back. I but, wanted that was another one that I really wanted. Mark Walton. From Miami, I wanted to get him in here, but I couldn't. You know, I really, lo- I've loved since the college football season with Sonny Michelle, but he's going to go too high now. See, I thought I think Nick Chubb could be the, if they went second round running back. I think Nick Chubb could be the guy. I mean, there's some people. You know, Mel Kiper said this week that he thinks that Nick Chubb could fall to the third round, and all of a sudden he's there, and a lot of people thought he could be a first round guy. I think Nick Chubb could potentially be a pick, yeah. and I and Mark Walton, Miami. Mark my words. Okay? See, this is you, a- you. Mason Cole gets still just chaffing my behind. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, I didn't look. I don't look. I don't look, and it's hard for me to you keep didn't up look because you heard me yapping about him no, all the time. No, I. It's impossible for me to keep up with all the players that you throw out there that are your guy. You lay claim to a hundred different guys, and how am I supposed to know which ones you are serious about? That's exactly what happened. So, uh, with that said, that's our seven-round mock draft, but you guys can kind of jump in on the fun as well by participating in our Predict the Pick contest. It's presented by M&T Bank. Uh, and if you, basically all you do is you make your prediction on who the Ravens are going to take at number 16. So if you want to win, you say DJ Moore like I said. You even yourself had your bet and said you think they could trade back and take him. So I'm you said ar- the player, ar- not the spot. I'm already wavering. You're an idiot. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you, you make the pick. Uh, five grand prize winners will get a chance to uh, have a meet and greet. With cool. that first round pick, you can meet Calvin Ridley. Oh, you can meet Lamar Jackson. You can meet <laughs> DJ Moore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, want to remind everybody one more time about the Dunkin' Go To. I'm a big Dunkin' Donuts fan. You know, I drink about three cups of coffee a day. True. So, and you know, I eat about three donuts a day. That's it. You're down. <laughs> you cut it down from six. So get excited, America. Dunkin's Go To's are here. Come in now. Get two egg and cheese wake up wrap sandwiches for $2. Two egg and cheese English muffins for $3 or two bacon egg and cheese croissants for $5. Ooh, that sounds pretty America nice. America runs on Dunkin'. And you want split skis on one of those? Well, let's think. There's two of them. So you go in, you buy them, you get one, I get one. I eat one in the car on the way back, <laughs> come back, tell you I only got one. <laughs> and then eat the other one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of the podcast. But... A lot of exciting stuff ahead of us next week with the draft. So keep it right here, and we'll be back with you next week.